Welcome to Lost in Revision. All of our content is public domain, literature, fairy tales, and folklore. Our goal is to at least break even to cover our expenses. So any support that you can offer to help us reach that goal helps keep this podcast going and you entertained. All of our music is by Nathan Hubble and is used with his permission. Thanks and enjoy the show. Chapter 4. The Engine Burglar. Part 3. Directly she opened the door, she found herself, as it seemed, in a new world of light and flowers and singing. Mother and Peter and Phyllis were standing in a row at the end of the table. The shutters were shut, and there were twelve candles on the table, one for each of Roberta's years. The table was covered with a sort of pattern of flowers, and at Roberta's place was a thick wreath of forget-me-nots and several most interesting little packages, and Mother and Phyllis and Peter were singing to the first part of the tune of St. Patrick's Day. Roberta knew that Mother had written the words on purpose for her birthday. It was a little way of Mother's on birthdays. It had begun on Bobby's fourth birthday, when Phyllis was a baby. Bobby remembered learning the verse to say to Father for a surprise. She wondered if Mother had remembered, too. The four-year-old verse had been, Daddy, dear, I'm only four, and I'd rather not be more. Four's the nicest age to be, two and two and one and three. What I love is two and two. Mother, Peter, Phil, and you. What you love is one and three. Mother, Peter, Phil, and me. Give your little girl a kiss, because she learned and told you this. The song the others were singing now went like this. Our darling Roberta, no sorrow shall hurt her. If we can prevent it her whole life long. Her birthday's our fate day. We'll make it our great day, and give her our presents and sing her our song. May pleasures attend her, and may the fates send her the happiest journey along her life's way with skies bright above her, and dear ones to love her, dear Bob, many happy returns of the day. When they had finished singing, they cried, Three cheers for our Bobby, and gave them very loudly. Bobby felt exactly as though she were going to cry, you know that odd feeling in the bridge of your nose and the pricking in your eyelids. But before she had time to begin, they were all kissing and hugging her. Now, said Mother, look at your presents. They were very nice presents. There was a green and red needlebook that Phyllis had made herself in secret moments. There was a darling little silver brooch of Mother's, shaped like a buttercup, which Bobby had known and loved for years, but which she had never, never thought would come to be her very own. There was also a pair of blue glass vases from Miss Viney. Roberta had seen and admired them in the village shop. And there were three birthday cards with pretty pictures and wishes. Mother fitted the forget-me-not crown on Bobby's brown head. And now look at the table, she said. There was a cake on the table covered with white sugar with Dear Bobby on it in pink sweets. And there were buns and jam, but the nicest thing was that the big table was almost covered with flowers. Wallflowers were laid all round the tea tray. There was a ring of forget-me-nots around each plate. The cake had a wreath of white lilac around it, and in the middle was something that looked like a pattern all done with single blooms of lilac or wallflower or laburnum. It's a map! A map of the railway! cried Peter. Look! Those lilac lines are the metals, and there's the station done in brown wallflowers. The laburnum is the train, and there are the signal boxes, and the road up to here, and those fat red daisies are us three waving to the old gentleman. That's him, the pansy, in the laburnum train. And there's three chimneys done in the purple primroses, said Phyllis, and that little tiny rosebud is mother looking out for us when we're late for tea. Peter invented it all, and we got all the flowers from the station. We thought you'd like it better. That's my present, said Peter, suddenly dumping down his adored steam engine on the table in front of her. Its tender had been lined with fresh white paper and was full of sweets. Oh, Peter, cried Bobby, quite overcome by his munificence. 
not your own dear little engine that you're so fond of. Oh, no, said Peter very promptly. Not the engine, only the sweets. Bobby couldn't help her face changing a little, not so much because she was disappointed at not getting the engine, as because she had thought it so very noble of Peter, and now she felt she had been silly to think it. Also, she felt she must have seemed greedy to expect the engine as well as the sweets. So her face changed. Peter saw it. He hesitated a minute, then his face changed too, and he said, I mean, not all the engine. I'll let you go halves if you like. You're a brick, cried Bobby. It's a splendid present. She said no more aloud, but to herself, she said, That was awfully jolly decent of Peter, because I know he didn't mean to. Well, the broken half shall be my half of the engine, and I'll get it mended and give it back to Peter for his birthday. Yes, mother dear, I should like to cut the cake, she added, and tea began. It was a delightful birthday. After tea, mother played games with them, any game they liked, and of course their first choice was Blindman's Bluff, in the course of which Bobby's forget-me-not wreath twisted itself crookedly over one of her ears and stayed there. Then, when it was near bedtime and time to calm down, mother had a lovely new story to read to them. You won't sit up late working, will you, mother? Bobby asked as they said good night. And mother said no, she wouldn't. She would only just write to father and then go to bed. But when Bobby crept down later to bring up her presents, for she felt she really could not be separated from them all night, mother was not writing, but leaning her head on her arms and her arms on the table. I think it was rather good of Bobby to slip quietly away, saying over and over, She doesn't want me to know she's so unhappy, and I won't know. I won't know but it made a sad end to the birthday. Thanks for joining us today. Check us out on Patreon. You can help us meet our small goal of breaking even and covering our expenses. Your support helps pay for all of the things that podcasting requires and helps keep this show alive and growing. If you can't afford to support us financially, go give us a good review, subscribe or follow, and share with your friends and family. Feel free to fact check us and offer suggestions to make our show better for you. You can also send us an email at lostinrevisionpodcast at gmail.com. There's a lot more waiting for us all at the end of the road.